Those Two Jerks is brought to you in part by Maverick Group. Maverick Group Experiential Technology. Need some nerds? Let's build something awesome together. Maverick. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Those Two Jerks, episode 122. I am your host, the Tom Alexander. Joining me as always, the Sussman, Rick Sussman. Hi, Rick. Hi, Tom. And back from his expedition into the Great White North to find the Kryptonian fortress, I guess, is the Vukani Chris Vu. Hi, Chris. Good evening. Good evening. Yes, and I have returned to no avail. <laughs> was the key too heavy? It was it, it was actually melted down. Oh, to, wow. I just read I read um which uh, the the Alan Moore stories for the what is it the whatever whatever happened to the man of tomorrow and for the yeah, man who has yeah. everything. Right. The uh so the first story of of that where he like fought all of his supervillains and whatnot. He melted the key to protect everybody inside. Yeah, yeah, I remember that story. That was the final uh, Bronze Age Superman story before yeah. Crisis. It definitely, not sure it holds up the best. No, it's the 80s. Yeah, but it, I mean, it was, you know, I guess for its time, it might have been very ahead of it. Yeah, it's well done. It's just, uh, you know, there's a lot of those Superman things that are, you know, still the hokey leftovers from the 60s yeah, and 70s. Definitely. I, I would, I mean, you say Bronze Age, I thought it was much silver yeah it's nah, hard to tell bronze I mean, age and silver age are so kind of close right it's it's you know it's it's like uh splitting hairs almost yeah a, a lot of a lot of those bronze age books are like um <laughs> so they're they're like what's what i'm looking for they're, they're um they're the tw some of the 25 cent comics okay 25 cent <laughs> comics are also Silver Age, but they're also Bronze Age too. Like yeah. they're both, and it it personally it drove me up a wall every time I had to explain that. Not just to people because people would be upset. Like, what do you mean that doesn't make any sense? I'm like, I know it doesn't make any sense, but this is just what we're doing. And <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Like I had no real good answer when I was working at the store for for that kind of scenario. <laughs> it's just like no, just. You're going to have to trust me on this one. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's that's that weird thing, because it's like the Silver Age is kind of where Batman was hokey and Adam Westy. And then the yeah. Bronze Age is like where Bat like Neil Adams started writing Batman. So like that's like the demarcation point. Because <laughs> it is kind of because like the other heroes, there's not a lot of like most of the heroes. There's not a lot of difference between the Bronze and the Silver Age versions. But like that's right. Batman is one that's got a significant differentiation. Captain America is another one that's well, like Bronze is Age is like Man Without a Country era Captain America. Okay. You mean Nomad? Yes, Nomad. Oh, yeah. yeah, Steve Englehart, oh, Captain America. We're gonna yeah, we're gonna talk about that. I guess Superman would be where he's like he's done teaching people like or just teaching a Lois Lane like lessons, and like he didn't have like. Strange superpowers, right? And would yeah, that that's be like Silver kind of Age a... Superman with that's, the strange yeah, superpowers. Yeah. Bronze Age Bronze is like Age. where Clark Kent starts working for the TV station, and then he uh, he his hair gets really long, and the parasite shows up every seven issues. <laughs> no, no, that's Modern Age Superman. 
<laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that's post Man of Steel. That's right. Yeah. Yes, that's the nineties. That's after he died. Yeah. What is it? What is Sorry. regressing? Is going from like bronze to backwards, or like would that be? No, there's the. Like, that's called when you let Jeff Johns about. write your book. No, it's the oh. copper. You know what? We're off top. Tom, do your job. Get us back on topic. What are we? What are we? We didn't even <laughs> introduce ourselves yet. Yeah, we did. I didn't hear it. That was that was what got us to that when Chris was talking about the key for the fortress being melted. Oh, that's right. God, I was actually <laughs> see. I, was actually the I keep the track of the tangents. I'm aware. I just allow them to happen. Anyway, even though we uh, we delved very deeply into comic books for a moment here, <laughs> we're uh, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna jump into the world of sports off the bat because, oh boy, has it been a busy weekend! Oh God, has it ever? So uh, we'll start with the thing that uh, every sports fan is kind of talking about right now, and that's college football. The final college football playoff rankings came out today. All of the bowl invitations have been handed out. And we now know uh, just how fucking corrupt the NCAA <laughs> really is. <laughs> Look at that. We're not, even, we're not even six minutes into the show, and I've thrown the words fucking corrupt out there. Because I am that angry right now. What's crazy is this isn't even about you know the current political uh, situation. No, no, it's not. It's not at all. Which is it is kind of crazy. Um, but no. So the top four, the four teams in the college football playoff are uh, Clemson, uh, Oklahoma, Georgia, and Alabama. What do these teams all have in common, Rick? Uh, they have a minimum of one loss. <laughs> Correct. What else do they have in common? Um, they are all part of the Power Five, specifically. Correct. Uh, you would they... think also that? that they would all have won their conference. Yes. Oh right, right. Or at yes. least well, their no. division of their conference. That's not true. That, no, that's not true. One of them did not win their conference. Correct. Alabama, whose only losses to Auburn, which kept them from winning their own division and thus having a chance at winning their own conference still gets to play for a national championship. Explain to me how that is fucking fair. Please tell me. Well, Tom, here's the thing. When you have a collection of 12, we'll say a collection of like 1% of the entire populace deciding, Oh no, no, wait, it's 3%. Somebody said that today. It's 3% of the entire populace that gets to dictate what, the 97 other percent of the populace has to abide by, then those 3% well, right, get right. to decide I know, I know where you're going with this, and I'm sure it's a tease ahead to your what's pissing us off. And no, no, this is, it's, this is actually... That's called even... representative democracy. And, no, 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 no. And, and, and what we're talking that. about is, is you know? a committee deciding who's a good team. No, it, it has nothing to do with the, the, that. It is literally what is happening. It is, there are like 12 or 15 people that represent five conferences that represent ultimately three to 4% of all teams in the NCAA. Okay. okay. I all right. I got you. I got you. Okay. All right. I, I mean, I if stand, that correlates to something sit, else that's going on in current society, I sit corrected. I tell and you how. Let's not talk about it. Correlates to something going on in current society. It's been going on for hundreds of years in society. I, listen, Tom. I'm just telling you what I'm just telling you what I heard on the radio today. Um, I don't know how that oh, relates. To yeah, anything. you're listening to the wrong stations. Anyway, so we have 
sitting outside of the bubble, let's say, you have Ohio State, who has two losses, a bad one to Iowa. Pardon me. Uh, but uh, won its conference by beating undefeated, previously undefeated Wisconsin yesterday to win the Big Ten. Uh, you also have two loss USC, who won the Pac-12, sitting outside. And there's another school that has, it's the only school left in the country with no losses. Oh, man. And they won their conference. It's on the tip of my tongue. I can't remember. I bet remember. you Chris knows. Chris, do you know what team Chris, that is? Chris, do you know what I'm talking about? UCF? Yes! Oh. Yes! That's right. UCF. UCF, the only undefeated college football team in the country, uh, won its conference yesterday with a double overtime victory over Memphis. And uh, nowhere near the college football playoff. Can't even smell it from where they're sitting. Uh, the playoff committee ranked them at 12, which was good enough to get them into one of the coveted New Year's Six Bowls. But you only get that by being the highest ranked of every team in the group of five, otherwise known as the um, college football ghetto, apparently. <laughs> So the uh, Knights will play in the Peach Bowl on New Year's Day in Atlanta. They will face number seven, Auburn, uh, who lost the SEC championship game yesterday to Georgia. Uh, Auburn, uh, oddly enough, three losses this year, uh, five spots ahead of undefeated UCF in the rankings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, see, Chris even knows that that's horseshit. I mean... All right, so we, we you you guys have mentioned it. You, you think it's corrupt, right? Yeah, of course it is. You, you know it's corrupt. So, yeah, we know it is. So what? Moving forward, though, is the solution then? Like, how <laughs> do you have to overthrow? Yeah, you like, have to the change NCAA? the system. You well, you can't. You can't. And the college football, the NCAA signed a contract with this college football playoff system, whatever it is, for X number of years. It's like when they had the BCS a few years ago, and it's it's. It's always an imperfect system because they let polls decide. And in like college basketball has the tournament. They have March Madness. They let in, I don't know, what is it, up to like 350 teams now? I don't remember how many. It's, they it's let legitimately, in. it's 70 teams. They yeah, it's, they're technically 70. 70 teams because of the play in. Oh, sorry, first round games. Yeah. Um, but at least it gets decided on the court. They get to play. So right. the, a, you a can be. Might... A low, yeah, low-ranked team and win. Right. There, there could be there could be a team that plays in a very tiny conference in the middle of nowhere, and they magically find their way into the tournament, and they're the lowest possible seed, and they have the hardest, most difficult climb ahead of them, but they have a shot. They, yeah. They, look you at know, what's, uh, what's Butler the old a few adage, years uh, ago, George Mason, uh, was, Gonzaga. Anybody with two fists can win the title, right? You're right. Right. Exactly. They have a puncher's chance. Um, you know, college football is a different animal altogether because they've had this bowl system for eons now. And the bowl system was basically designed so that, uh, even schools that can't contend for anything. Well, actually it was before they had a national championship game, so to speak. So it was an extra game that almost everybody got to play in and the schools got big payouts from it. So, the university presidents over the years, of course, want to keep that because they get a big payout at the end. And 
when we decided eventually people got so pissed off that polls decided who'd be the national champion. Then they created the BCS and the BCS was, you know, computer rankings based on a whole bunch of different formulas and whatever. And then people were pissed off about that. So then they had the national championship was like the extra game where they picked beat the BCS picked one and two and they played against each other for the national title. And then the BCS went bye-bye and they created this, oh, we're going to have a playoff now. But it's f- and it's four teams that are going to play in a tournament style thing for the pl- for the championship. <laughs> okay, that's kind of good. Is right. four teams a tournament though? I, I mean, know, right? Like... It's two rounds. That's not really a tournament, but it's all right. It's, it's better than what we had. Oh, but not guess how we're going to decide? Like, that's why it's called the playoff. It's you have it's four know. teams, it's the and then the winners of those two it's games the meet. It's the playoff. Um, and everyone's great. Like, great, great. It's going to be decided on the field. Uh, yeah, but guess how we're going to pick those four teams? I don't know. What do you tell me? Uh, well, we're going to have a committee of people uh, from uh, basically the uh, big football schools, and they're going to choose the four teams that get in every year. So the big football schools are like, yeah, okay, fine, because you know we'll, set, we'll have somebody in the room. And the other five conferences were like, um, okay, grab your socks. We're going to doggy dance, and <laughs> that's about it. So now that's what we have, and basically, if you don't play in one of the Power Fives, you have no shot at a national championship because we've now proven that one can go undefeated, not lose a game, and have no, and be nowhere near it, nowhere, not even sniff it. They didn't even. They didn't even have the decency. They didn't. Like even you have couldn't the, make you know, them seven. The, like at least put yeah. them ahead of a three-loss Auburn team. Come on. Put them six. Well, you couldn't be six because then people would get really upset. But yeah. seven? What, what's seven going to do? Seven means that, well, they were never really there. So, you know. Right, right. But, but we can't I did hear some people making the argument just because all, all of a sudden, like, everybody's a UCF fan. And everybody's <laughs> also, like, a UCF, like, apologist all of a sudden, too. Uh, just according to my Facebook feed. But, like, <laughs> the, here's another thing, right? Like, I, I, I don't know enough about it. To be able to say, but it does make sense. So, is there such thing? Well, I know in in, in MMA, for example, MMA math doesn't work, right? Like A beats B, B beats C, so therefore A should beat C. You know, like it doesn't work in MMA just because there's just so many intangibles. I can't imagine that thing works in football because it's like teams of people. And not to mention different coaches and not to mention different, you know, like just population sizes, whatever. Right. I There's, mean, like, so the well, argument I've seen mm-hmm. is, well, UCF's schedule wasn't as blah, 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 blah. Right, right. And by That's the, the means, argument that they UCF all make. Together, right? is it, does that hold water? Does that, or does the argument hold up? Here's the thing. UCF, yes, they play in a conference where there were some teams that are not ranked in the top 25. But those rankings are determined by a poll of people who only usually watch the games in their conference, don't give a crap about UCF's conference or its opponents. Uh, they also, they're out of conference games. The, the big teams don't want to play them. They have nothing to gain by playing them because the big teams don't want to lose to them. And if they win because people don't respect UCF, a win over them doesn't look good to the committee. So let's say Alabama and UCF play early in the season. 
and Alabama beats UCF. Well, that win's not worth as much to the committee as Alabama's win over Florida State in the beginning, even though it turned out Florida State was a shitty team this year and UCF was really good. I mean, and ultimately... So let, it's, let me, it's, it's a catch-22 for UCF because... Yeah. They they can't schedule better opponents because the better opponents don't want to play them because they're afraid of them. But those same opponents don't respect them enough to put them in the playoff and let them have a shot. So, right. like, hey, we don't want to play a, a shitty team, but we don't want to lose to a shitty team. Right. Yeah, basically, check yeah. Check this out. Check this out. Check this out. So, we're talking about the bowl games. We're talking about, you know, teams that go to bowls, right? And right. now, to be honest, there's a billion bowl games and none of them mean a goddamn thing. But... yeah. If you just look at bowl-eligible teams, teams sure. that will be playing in the postseason this year. So that's anyone who's conference. won six games. With, yeah, we have to win a minimum of six games. From the conference that UCF dom- well, dominated, won, never lost in. You have UCF, mm-hmm. and this is in their division. So in the East, you have UCF, you have South Florida, and you have Temple. So three of the six teams are going to bowl games, okay? In that division. In the, we- in the yeah, West. In that division. In the West, in the West, you have Memphis, Houston, Navy, SMU, and we already talked about this on last week's show. It would have been Tulane as well, but they got screwed by the refs. But we'll get to that in a minute. So you have seven out of 12 teams right. going to that are in the postseason. So tell me that that's a weak conference. Because those seven teams then are 500 or better. Right? Well, yeah, no, because exactly. a lot of them, no, because some of them didn't play 12 games. So they're, they have winning records. Well, yeah, they're, they're, they're the, worst, the worst of the group was six and six. Exactly. Exactly. The worst of the group is a 500 team. Whereas if you look at, I don't know, let's say. I'm, the, I'm actually I'm pulling up the ACC football stadium. Oh, yeah. Right now. Pull up the ACC because Clemson, the ACC champ, who lost to unranked Syracuse yes. earlier in the year at home. Yes. No, it was at Syracuse. Oh, it was at Syracuse? I'm sorry. It was at Syracuse. It's All right, still, but still. still. So, wait, wait, I'll just keep it phone. Clemson loses second. to unranked Syracuse. They're contending for a national championship, and they came out of a conference that's got uh, how many crap teams in it, Rick? I'm, just, I'm trying to get the damn thing to pull up. Hang oh, on. It sucks. Hold on. I got it. Hang on. I got it now. Okay. So, um, in uh, so this is this is the teams. <laughs> well, in the Atlantic, which is where Clemson plays, um, you've got uh, Clemson, North Carolina, Wake Forest, BC, Louisville, and FSU all bowl eligible in their division. Right now, you flip over to the other now, division. Okay, now wait. Let's talk about this because Cle- at the bottom of that division is Syracuse, who Correct. beat Clemson. Syracuse yes. is four and eight, and they beat Clemson. But Clemson still gets to play for a national championship. Okay, so that not being a football fan, not being a stats guy, not being anything, that makes no sense. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, that that literally doesn't make sense. Like, so what? Right. You lost to a team that ended up four and eight, and you are contending for a national championship. Right. Now, in the like other that, division, yeah. you've got, all right, all but one team is bowl eligible. No, two teams are bowl two teams. Three, sorry. Three. Georgia Three, Tech's yeah. not bowl eligible. Pittsburgh's not bowl eligible. North Carolina is not bowl eligible. 
But what is bowl eligible exactly? Six like, wins. What is six, six wins. wins. But it's important to Out note of that Pitt. Hang on, it's important to note that Pitt, which is five and seven, beat Miami. Right. And Miami went and Miami to the lost title to Clemson. Game. Yeah, Miami almost was in the national championship playoff because they had a chance to beat Clemson yesterday. So it's all so bullshit. It's all horseshit. Yeah, it's that, complete horseshit. Yeah. And like, like, like the Big Ten. Okay, so you have well, the Big Ten champ didn't get in because that's Ohio State. Okay, but the Big Twelve champ, Oklahoma, got in. You have let's see, one, two out of out of their ten teams, all right, eight out of their ten are bowl eligible. But two of their teams are one and eleven on the year. So, and I think Oklahoma played both of them, Baylor and Kansas. So they have wins over two teams that are one and eleven. Did UCF play a team with a losing record this year? Um, well, Maryland ended up with a losing record. Okay, they Maryland ended up with a losing UCF record. Right, they were good when really? UCF played them. They, yes, they, yeah, that's decent. and UCF beat them in Maryland. Yeah, soundly. Soundly beat them, not nearly beat them, like crushed them. Um, did we play? Did we play UTEP this year? I don't. I, I don't, don't know. I do. I'm not looking at UCF's schedule right now. Well, I have a I'll question. Where does Nebraska rank in all of this? Oh, Nebraska is not that. even going to a bowl game. I have Nebraska's schedule right here. They uh, they did not do so great this year. They went a stunning four and eight. So Which is a, why they were looking for a coach. Team, I guess. Yes, yeah. so 33.3. But, interesting side note, if next year they go undefeated, they will automatically be playing for a national championship. Right. So they play in the Big but, Ten. Yeah. <sighs> oh, it's maddening. It's maddening. Okay, so Cincinnati, East Carolina, and UConn were three not great teams that UCF played. You got to play the teams in your division. Well, exactly. I mean, they're in their conference. They have to play them. But I don't even know what their records were. I got to I gotta look at but, that. But don't forget, you know, and I mean, there's, I'll, I'll be honest. There's no real point in going into this because here's, here's the thing. Well, it's a show that we have to kill 90 no, minutes. No, 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 right? no, no. So there let, is a point. Let, let a guy finish his thought. Okay. This East Carolina, to... Cincinnati, and UConn all had losing records this year. Yes. But the reason what I'm getting at is. There's no real point in going into this because the way the playoff is set up, somebody had this great line today. I might have been Scott Inez. I was listening to somebody on the way in at, from from what I was my workout this morning, and there, there was this brilliant line, and you already sort of alluded to it at the beginning of the show. There are teams that when they when they hike their first um, ball when they kick off at the start of next season, they're already eliminated before anything happens. Before the coin flip, they're already eliminated. Is that so, though? Is that? Oh, it's absolutely yes. so. Look at UCF. Oh, yeah. I mean, Look at UCF. Uh, I mean, UCF. UCF somehow. started the season unranked. Okay, yeah. which is fairly. It's kind of deserved. They were they were a 500 team last year. They lost their bowl game to a, a lesser opponent. I understand going into the year unranked, but they came out of the gate really hot. They they played excellent defense. They had the number one defense and offense in the country for the first four or five weeks of the season and didn't get into the top 25 until week five, I think. After they beat Maryland, I think they finally, or Memphis, when they finally beat Memphis, 
they yeah, got into Memphis the top 25. The Wait, yes. That was yesterday, wasn't it? Well, they beat them yeah, twice. Well. They played them earlier in the year. Okay, all right. And crushed them, and then yesterday they barely beat them. By the way, what's funny is Memphis on, on the year is 10 and UCF. Yeah, their only two losses are to UCF. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so tell me how that wasn't the marquee conference championship matchup, too. Oh, because okay. every other every other game, by the way, every other because those are basically other... two other undefeated two undefeated teams playing each other. Because Memphis's only other lo- only loss of the year was to UCF to that point, and you've got and every other conference championship game. Well, no, the Pac-12 title game was three points decided that game, yeah. and it was like what four points or seven points decided the Big Ten game. Yeah, but nobody was paying attention to either of those games because let's be honest, those, those teams guys, were on the outside. Unless Wisconsin in. won the Big Ten, then nobody none of those four teams was getting in. So right. what will it take though? Like how many undefeated seasons will it take for a UCF? And I don't mean to just I, I just happen to They're gonna UCF, but... they're gonna have to probably go undefeated next year and pray to God they get invited to one of the power five conferences. That's the only that's the only invited way invited to? Oh yeah, you can't just join those. They have to invite you. I mean like what if you're just well qualified? Like, is Doesn't, it not a merit-based system? I mean, it, they they <laughs> claim they claim that it is, but clearly it's not, because even if UCF goes undefeated again next year, they're going to look at them and say, "Well, you didn't play anybody. You play in a weak conference," which UCF has no control Chicken over because it. they don't you, control. Yeah, they don't control which conference they're in because they would play in a better conference if they were invited, but they don't get invited. Last Was it after last year or after the 0-12 year? The Big 12, which has 10 teams, was looking to expand back to 12 teams so that they could have a conference championship game because technically you're not supposed to have one unless you have 12 teams, but they let the Big 12 do it this year anyway, which is horseshit too. Anyway, they were going to take UCF and USF. Two big media markets, two programs on the rise, both in a recruiting-rich state in Florida, a natural rivalry. They were going to take those two teams. And Texas, the University of Texas, blocked that move because the University of Texas is in a down, uh, let's call it half decade, and they don't, they don't want to lose any bigger piece of the pie to two programs that are getting very good and i mean i can't say i blame texas but a school with 10 a conference with 10 universities and it let one decide what they were all going to do yeah like how does that you know they have the money they have they have the money they have the money they're the only team in the big 12 that's got its own tv network i'm sorry say it again the university of texas has its own tv network it's called the longhorn network it's affiliated with U- AS- ESPN, and it carries Texas football programming. Well, Texas if, programming, period. So there's not there's, there's sports. And yeah, I mean, look, University of Texas is a brand. It's nationally yeah. recognized. People like there are Longhorn fans all over the country. Uh, I get it. They, they deserve to have a TV network. Sh- fine. But they shouldn't get to decide what the whole conference yeah, exactly. does. Exactly. It's like, what do you, how does. And I mean, is like, do they own a certain number of shares more? I mean, no. like, is this some sort of quantifiable? No, in fact, all the t- all ten schools get an equal share of the uh, TV revenue. Oh, so it has to be. It gets unanimous? divvied up. The Big or... Twelve, the Big Twelve TV contract, not the Longhorn contract, but 
the conferences have contracts with certain TV networks to air their games. That money gets divvied up equally among the schools. Mm. But ultimately, if Texas left or pulled out for any reason, that entire division would be just left. The in conference shambles. would fall apart. Everybody else would leave too. Then get better. Right. Right. Get better. But I, I mean, that's easy for me to say. But it's it's that's the the easy, not to block. That the is the logical them. answer, right? Don't screw other people over from growing. But that's not how college football works because college athletics is about one thing and one thing only, and that is generating money and notoriety for the universities. That's it. The only people who care about winning in college athletics are the players, the coaches, and the fans. That's it. The universities only care about winning insofar as it means they sell more tickets, more merchandise, bigger TV revenue. That's it. And if they can get all of that without winning, they'll do it. So if Texas has to suck or Texas has to look bad to the committee because they don't play good teams or they don't allow good teams in their conference like UCF or USF or whatever. I mean, USF was a really good team this year. Um, they don't give a shit because they still get the money. Mm-hmm. So, so they say that's what talks, right? Yeah, and it absolutely is. Yeah, in, co- just... in college sports, it's it's no, it's no more true than it is in college sports, and it's no more obvious than it is in football. Oh yeah, college football—it's the most blaringly obvious of all because these guys—I mean, they sell jerseys with these guys' numbers on them. They don't get a dime from that. Although some of them in the big schools now they get a stipend. An extra stipend. Is it a royalty? I mean, is it's it like, based no, on it's they get like like a few hundred dollars a semester or something. <laughs> it's like four books. Like it's it's nothing. Oh, but Tom, they get to go to school. Right, right. Because we're still under that illusion that these football players are there to get an education. Anyway, we have uh, now, Rick. You and I were at the game yesterday, the conference championship game between Memphis and UCF. We were. It was um, only 80 degrees, but it sure felt a hell of a lot hotter than that. Well, that's because the stadium was built 17 feet from the sun. Yeah, yeah, and with metal bleachers. So what, uh, what, what conference are we in again? The American Athletic we, Conference. By, you know, I'm actually a part of it. Well, you're an alum. This is you true. can this say is true. we. You can say we to UCF more than I can say we about the New York Yankees, and I still do it. This is so. true, yeah. I mean, I... T- <laughs> I gave them my money. After yeah, exactly. You have a degree <laughs> from there. You technically are a part of the university. Um, so, yeah. so it was hot as hell. And uh, the stadium was pretty much packed, which didn't look like early on in the game, but it was full. Yeah, um, it, it filled up. Uh, I, I, I don't think it was a complete sellout, but I think we were only missing like maybe one or 200 people. You wouldn't know yeah. it if you looked at it. No, you really wouldn't. And, um, you know, thrilling game, double overtime. Um, national television audience, uh, great, great for the school to come out like that. Um, bittersweet because in the middle of fucking overtime, uh, the news leaked out from Nebraska that UCF coach Scott Frost was leaving to go become Nebraska's coach. Um, the, you could hear the news filter through the crowd in the middle of the overtime period. (laughs) Um, really? It was like, oh yeah. uh, ESPN sent out the alert. Like, there's the ESPN app, right, that you can download for your phone, and you can set up news alerts for teams that you like. 
right or conferences or whatever and so they sent the alert out and only you, the only people who get that is if they subscribe to either Nebraska or UCF news okay so basically they sent out this alert only to UCF fans in the middle of their, their team's most important game of the year that their coach is fucking leaving <laughs> I thought that was like common knowledge I mean, it was, it had been rumored for a long time. It was expected to become official after the game yesterday, but to do it in the middle of the game and take the wind out of the crowd in overtime, like you, if you could hear the murmur go through the stadium, like wildfire. And then from the student section up came a chant of fuck Nebraska, (laughs) which I thought was great. Um, and it didn't get any bigger, uh, than the student section. Um, it's sad. It's, um, it is what it is, uh, for Frost said all the right things as well, he was leaving. Uh, I mean, he got choked about, up right? talking no, about the it's school. It's not, it's not. Cause listen, listen, I am, I have sort of been the guy on the other side of the fence, this entire debate. I have, I'm disappointed that he's leaving cause he's done amazing in our to two years that he's been part of our school as a head coach, but he's going to his alma mater where he won a national championship to try and turn that program around and bring it back to the glory days that it once had. He's from Nebraska. What do you want? And oh, by the way, like I mentioned, you know, a couple of minutes ago, if he does in Nebraska, what he did in U- at UCF, he gets to play for a national championship. Absolutely. And I yeah. don't think I, I'm not, I'm not sad that he did it. I don't blame him for doing it because anyone in his position would have done it. It's sad that this is the state that UCF is in because of where it sits in the college football kingdom, so to speak, is that you're going to get a good coach, you're going to get good, and then that coach is going to leave and go to a school in a bigger conference, and you're going to have to basically start over again every two years. Every two to four years. And that is what is sad. Because yes. it's the second largest university in the country. It has better facilities than most other schools with college football in Division One. There's money behind it. It's growing. It's in a big media market. It's got all it checks all the boxes. The only box it does not check is won't have a shot at playing for a national championship. And that is why every two years we're gonna have to get a new coach unless we get some old fart who lied on his resume. Um <laughs> And then he'll stay forever and get a statue. You did all right. You did all right. Look, got the team to its first bowl game, won that BCS game in 2013. Like, look, the good years under George O'Leary were great. The bad years were god awful. Well, yeah, he we literally went 0 and 12 under him twice. I mean, he was there for how long was he there? 13 years. (laughs) I called for his head in no less than six of those, and probably more. So, Rick, we have a little bit of, of breaking news that's happened over the course of us recording the show. Uh, it looks UCF has a new coach. It only took a couple of days. It is not Kevin Sumlin, as uh, we thought. In fact, as little as just a few minutes ago, we thought it was Kevin Sumlin. Uh, it is, in <laughs> fact, <laughs> Josh Heupel, uh, the offensive coordinator from the University of Missouri. If that name is familiar to any of you, it is because Josh was the quarterback at the University of Oklahoma when they won the national championship in 2000, beating Florida State. He was a consensus All-American, a noted NFL washout, and uh, 
He's been a, an assistant coach in the college ranks for quite some time. Uh, what do you think, Rick? Um, okay, sure. Oh, okay, sure. I, uh, I'm not blown away by this, but I wasn't blown away by whoever the hell Scott Frost was a couple That's, of years ago. Uh, the only um, thing, the only thing I liked about Frost when he hired him, I was like, well, he ran the offense in Oregon, so we're going to score lots of points. That's okay. Right. Like, I'm like, yeah. okay, we're, we're probably going to start winning quickly because you don't need four-star athletes to succeed with that offense. That was all I knew when they hired Scott Frost. I was like, all right, well, it's going to be fun to watch. And that was about it. So, so. looking at Josh Heupel, you know, he's, he's the OC at, uh, at Oklahoma. He won a national championship as a quarterback at Oklahoma. I believe he won a Heisman Trophy as well. Yeah, and he was then, candidate for the Heisman. He didn't win. Yeah, yeah. But he was a QB yeah. coach this is for a, uh, Sam Bradford when Sam Bradford won the Heisman. Uh, similar to um, someone else who was at a university when Marcus Mariota won a Heisman. Right, right, mm. yeah. Yeah, he's young. Um, mm. Yeah, very mm-hmm. similar mm-hmm. to... Oh, yeah, Scott Frost. Yeah, so... Yeah, yeah, Frost so, so great. 2.0, so a couple of apparently. Years. Yeah, yeah, in a, a couple of years, we got we got Scotty Frosty 2.0, who's going to leave us high and dry, too. So yeah, that's maybe. great. Maybe we'll see. What's interesting about this is a how quickly it happened. Uh, just a day or two after UCF announced Frost was leaving. Um, also, he was not among any of the names rumored. As as you know, you heard a little earlier, Kevin Sumlin was thought to be the guy, and apparently those talks broke down because Sumlin told UCF to just hold on a minute. I'm not signing this. I want to see what happens with the whole Florida State Oregon thing. So when UCF found out that uh, Kevin Sumlin was basically waiting to see if a prettier girl wanted him to dance, uh, <laughs> they decided to move on. And uh, still, Heupel was not among the names rumored, but he is the coach, and he immediately hired Randy Shannon as defensive coordinator. Uh, you remember him. He was uh, most recently defensive coordinator for the Gators, the Florida Gators, this year, and was interim head coach after Jim McElwain got fired. He's also been head coach at Miami and uh, was defensive coordinator there before that. Um, he's, he's coached several uh, top 10 defenses in the nation in his Miami days. And uh Heupel's offense at Mizzou this year was in the top 10 in the nation. Um, he runs a slightly different style, but still uh, than frost, uh, but still a high powered high scoring offense. His has more uh, influences from the Mike Leach air raid scheme. Because uh, Leach was his offensive coordinator when he was at Oklahoma, and uh, you know Leach is now at Washington State, of course. But um, he says he's still going to. That was one of the things that was attractive to UCF about him was the up tempo, high scoring offense. They've this is something that UCF wants to. Could uh, they want to continue the UC fast brand of football, which I don't have a problem with. Uh, it gets people to watch. It's exciting better than the whole three yards on a cloud of dust we had for the better part, more than a decade under George O'Leary. Um, I just want to know one specific thing, Tom. Yeah. When O'Leary was coach, our yes. uniforms were oh, sort God. of a, we'll Georgia call them Tech a Georgia color. Tech light. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 When Scott Frost was our coach, they were we were much more, <laughs> much more modern and up to date, but the noted color was a black 
Yeah, or variations on black. There was a, some grays, different shades of gray, that kind of thing. But it was black. Yeah, mostly. Now, do you know? Do you know what the cool, nifty alternate color of Nebraska is? Nebraska. Yeah. I don't know what Nebraska's cool. Is it black? It's black. <laughs> so what I gotta know, Tom, are we gonna start seeing some deep red Oklahoma coloring? Well, no. Okay, we're gonna uni- see some. We're gonna see some Missouri stuff because that's where Heupel's coming from. Is University oh. of Missouri, and they're black and gold, just like the Knights. So I, I, I have a feeling. What, are, what, are, what is what is what is Oklahoma's color scheme, Tom? Oklahoma is is crimson and white, or whatever. Crimson they call and white. It. I got a sneaking suspicion, Tom. Then what? We're gonna see some red now. A little bit, just no. a little bit. Just There's not, no you know, way. They didn't. Flare. Frost didn't bring the, the yellow and green from Oregon. Or that? He didn't but bring no, no, that. No, he didn't bring the yellow and green. He brought the black because he wanted to go back to Nebraska. Yeah, but we always we had black before O'Leary was coach. When Kruzek was coach, we had black jerseys. Yeah, we did. We did. And then we went away from them because Coach O'Leary wanted us to be Georgia Tech well, light. It was also and it turns out O'Leary also, also was, was saying that it was because of the heat. Because back then when we were in Conference USA, which is a shitty conference, you're forced to play a lot of noon games on <laughs> national television. And as you know, noon in Florida in August, September, and October is not exactly comfortable, especially when one is wearing a black anything. I'm just saying. Yeah, I, expect to I see, know. I know what you're saying. I, I just, I expect to see things. And I'm, when am I, how, how rarely am I wrong, Tom? Uh, I, I, your batting average is better than 500. We'll go Thank with that. You. Thank you. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so, but Heupel says he's going to continue, uh, uh he's going to mold his offense to be slightly similar to what we've run, uh, already here at UCF because of the playmakers that are still here. And even Randy Shannon says his scheme is going to be, he usually runs a four, three. He's going to run a three, four, like we've been running. Um, he, they basically both were like, look, Things have been working here. We're going to try and continue what is working <laughs> and build on this success. Would there happen to be another Griffin twin who needs <laughs> a year yeah, right, of eligibility? Right. Is there a third Griffin brother that we could <laughs> we could add to the defense? <laughs> because Shaquille and Shaquem have been uh, phenomenal, and it's going to be sad to see Shaquem go. <laughs> um, yeah. So... Uh, a lot of, I'm sure, Rick, you think that uh, if Heupel is doing well, he's going to be gone in a couple of years. Oh, yeah. He's out of here. Well, here's the thing. This... Dream dream with me for a moment. This was a thought no, I had. Oh, I don't like doing this because I a... get hope. And <laughs> this... hope leads to sadness. This... Sadness leads to hate. Wow. That sounded like a Sith thing if ever I've heard one. Um no, dream with me for a moment, okay? Because this occurred to me after uh, we found out that Heupel was going to be the coach. Um, Heupel's here for two years, okay? He wins. He does well. Of course, jumps to a Power 5 school, which will, is likely what will happen, okay? So UCF's now got an opening. Meanwhile, up in Lincoln, Nebraska, Scott Frost has... Back-to-back nine-win seasons does not get to a Big Ten championship game. Uh Uh-huh. 
the Lincoln, uh, the crazed Cornhusker fans are at his heels. The obsessive Lincoln media is calling for his head. He looks around and decides, I'm really tired of these 30 degree temperatures. At UCF's got an opening. Maybe Frost comes home. He, he, he is home, Tom. Well, you know what I mean. His other home that he says he has now. The home he swears he didn't want to leave, but he left anyway. Right, right. I'm just right. saying, just saying, right. it's a possibility. Possibility. He already, in his introductory press conference, laid into the, the Nebraska media, uh, basically saying to them, my family, my wife, my son are off limits. Some of you have already called my mother. If I find out if that any of you do that again, I will not answer another question for as long as I'm here. What a guy. Hey. What a guy. I bet you you would forgive him for anything, Tom. No, dude. Like, you got to put your foot down with that kind of stuff. They, had, they were camped out outside his parents' house for days. What a guy. I'd be pissed about that, too. Yeah. I got something for that later, but whatever. What? <laughs> All right. Fair enough, Rick. So, like, Orlando has this issue of that, right? Like, the magic. Doesn't the exact same thing happen here with them? Like, where we're, people will come, they'll do well, they'll get us right about there. Or not them, or us, but just the team, right? Just about to, like, a like an Eastern Conference championship. Or right, like, in the finals, the final. won't win. Yeah. Like, what is the... What is it going to take? Like, what does Orlando have to do to become a, quote, real sports city? No, like, I mean, is it just I, le- creating a real legacy? Is it yeah, like... Yeah, I think that's part of it. I mean, winning winning helps create that. The magic... The magic, what seems to happen with the magic is... You're, you're talking about sort of two eras. So, like, in the 90s, when Shaq got the team to the finals and then left for L.A., Orlando was not then what it is now. The city. Right. Um, I mean, Orlando was, now was an arena where people played fucking yeah, and it was, it, was the it. city was a lot smaller back then, and there wasn't the the industry that is here now. There wasn't the draw. I mean, really, it was Disney World, and that was kind of it. At that, had a good time. arena league team. At that time, um, the Orlando of say what ten, not almost ten years ago now, when Dwight Howard took the Magic to the finals. Totally different story. That fell apart because Dwight Howard fell apart. Yeah, apparently he's a crazy person. Dwight, yeah, Dwight Howard went ape shit and and engineered the fall of that potential dynasty. That could have turned, and it was on the brink of turning Orlando into a major sports town, um, because that team with Dwight Howard and Stan Van Gundy as coach and the talent that they had had the chance to go to multiple finals and had the chance to probably win one championship at least. But it just was not to be. Um, It's rotten luck. And now with the Magic, who the hell knows? They've they've had just a... It's been a comedy of fucking errors ever since. (laughs) I mean, I forget sometimes that we still have an NBA team. Anyway, any final thoughts on this college football mess? Um, only that we, we, we would be remiss if we didn't mention 
the calamity that was the last three minutes of the game. Oh, God. <laughs> yes. So last week, uh, you know, Chris, you weren't here last week, but we talked about um, the officiating in the American Conference. And, and Rick, you talked about how Tulane it basically cost Tulane a win earlier in the year because the officials, the, the referees in, the, in our conference are so bad. And then we witnessed it firsthand during the UCF game, and it nearly cost UCF the game. Now, I want you to tell Chris what happened, and then I have an interesting um, addendum to all of this. Ooh, that sounds fun. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, Chris, uh, in football, there's a, this thing called a play clock, right? It's a clock that runs. You have, you have to start your play in a certain amount of time between each play. You have, in college football, it's 40 seconds. So after right. a play ends, you have 40 seconds to call the next play, get set up, and start. If it runs out, as soon as that clock hits zero, the referee is supposed to throw the penalty flag, blow the whistle, and it's a penalty called delay of game. And then you move back five yards, and the whole process starts anew. So yesterday, uh, in the, the last minute of regulation, it's the fourth quarter, the game is tied. Um, Memphis, the first one happened... Oh, it was third down? Was a yeah, long it was third, third down. down. Long they, third down. Memphis is way out of field goal range. So if they don't get this first down, UCF gets the ball and has a chance to just move close, kick a field goal, and win it in regulation. Right. So Memphis's quarterback, UCF's defense just gets way into the backfield, is chasing Memphis's quarterback around for, what, six, seven seconds off the game clock? He has yeah, he nowhere had to throw. To, to he ends up and dodge and yeah, and he ends up running out of bounds. So it would have been they would have blown it, and UCF would have gotten the ball back and a chance to kick a field, drive down and score. But after the play is run, a referee decides to throw the flag and say, "Oh yeah, there was delay of game, so that play didn't what? count." Yeah, that play didn't count. He We're not putting the time back the on play. the clock. Right, exactly. After well, the play, somehow. Hang on. Like I said, there's going to be an addendum here. So okay, continue. Well, and this is what we're seeing from the stands yesterday. Mm-hmm. So the play's over. They're not putting that time back on the clock. Memphis moves back five yards. They get another shot at this. They end up getting a first down, don't they, Rick? Uh, yes. The when very they retried third down, the next play, they, 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 next play, they end up game. getting a first down. They go down three, three more failed plays. They got a chance now to kick a field goal with, I don't know, what, 30 seconds left? Something like 40 uh, seconds no, left? No, it was with over a minute left. They had a chance to kick a field goal. Okay, so it Memphis was, lines no. up for this field goal that would put them ahead with a minute, less than a minute to go. UCF blocks the field goal. Oh, wow. Right. Which doesn't happen. It's No, it's hard, that's hard to do. It's super hard to do. They blocked um, the field goal and they returned it about twenty yards. And they were yeah, they returned it about twenty yards, so they would have started in really good position to try and score and win the game. Another flag. Oh, there was delay of game. That play didn't count. What? Yep. Yep. So Memphis did Memphis then get to So they, did they, they end up they, scoring? They were kicking a fi- oh, they, forty-seven yard field they goal. Move back, they move back a five yard penalty. They try and kick a fifty-seven a fifty-one yard field and goal. And they miss it. Yeah, they missed. So it ended up not hurting UCF all that much. Uh, and then we, of course, went to overtime and things played out as they did. So these referees, I don't spaced. I don't know what the fuck happened. But those those plays never should have been run if there yeah, was like, a delay of so game penalty. Here's the thing is, are, I, I, I don't, I don't want to. Well, well, hang on. Before you guys get too deep into this. Well, let, let Chris ask his question. All right. 
is it incompetence or Just, is okay, it okay? So this like, is why I that's how it. it appeared. It appeared to be wait, incompetence. Wait, wait, wait. Now, Rick. Wait. Uh, now, wait. addendum. As it turns out, my dad was watching the game from his house in West Palm Beach. He was watching it on TV. I called him as I'm walking back to my car. One of the reasons why I left you guys so early was I wanted to talk to him and find out what he thought of the game. The first thing that we talk about is I can't believe, you know, that the refs did this, da 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 da. As it would happen, they actually called the flag. They threw it, they started waving it off and waving it off and waving it off. And from the television's point of view, not only were they waving it off, they were waving it off for five or six or seven seconds. The stadium was too goddamn loud. So the oh. players couldn't hear the whistle. Right. Really? That's what happened. Huh. Okay. My, my dad said that with the, with, the, with, the, with the kick, they were already waving it dead before the center even hiked it. Oh, okay. So, what? So, the, it best... looked to us like the referees fucked it up. Right. Because we're so loud, we couldn't hear the whistle either. Right. And the players didn't, and the coaches didn't. And the only guy who throws a flag is the back judge. And he stands right. all the way behind everybody. Because he's watching the clock. Right. So, mm. but on TV, where there's microphones right on the field, you can hear the whistle fine. Right. Okay. That's fair, I guess. I mean, you know, I didn't see it on TV, so, you know, I trust your dad. But, but, but here's, here's, so here's the funny thing. Here's the funny thing, of course, about all of this is does, what does that say about this game? They make these stadiums where they're designed, you're designed to be as loud as hell, right? Of course, but yeah. It backfired twice. Well, and yeah. it could have cost the home team the game. It right. didn't, but it could have. Because if he makes that field goal, then who knows? Exactly. So, it, what what do you do in that situation? We we were we were livid. I was burning hot. I couldn't believe the refs had done this. The crowd was about ready to start tearing these guys apart. Yeah, but it but it it was because they were we weren't looking at the refs. We were watching the play develop. But the refs were all blowing it dead. They were all waving their hands. Hmm. That's funny. So that's the thing, right? If if a tree falls in the forest, right? It, or well, it doesn't matter. The refs heard the whistle. The refs all knew the play was dead. Right. But the play, okay, the players didn't hear the whistle because it was, okay, I got you. Yeah, and the, so refs the players don't stand, kept playing. Yeah, the refs don't stand on top of the players because they'll get run over and get killed. So they're, you know, 10 or 15 yards away from the play as it's developing. But you could, if you go back and watch, you could see them trying to run in and tell everybody the play is dead. But nobody could hear it because the crowd was, you know, on their feet yelling at the top of their lungs. Hmm. That's funny. That's funny. And it's not an argument that uh, that helps the whole, it's better live. No. It kill, <laughs> the whole point now like, uh, is it's like just never just go better to at home. Yeah, just don't go. <laughs> it's the purest football is to watch it. Watch it at home. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All right, so we'll move on to baseball briefly because we talked about it when the change first happened last month. The Yankees fired Joe Girardi as their manager. We know this. Now they're getting a new manager, and it is Aaron, as he's known in Boston, Aaron fucking Boone. Um, known that way because of the dramatic 
home run he hit in Game 7 of the ALCS to put the Yankees over the Red Sox and get the Yankees into the World Series. Um, Boone has never been a manager before at any level of baseball. He's been an analyst on ESPN for several years now and was a longtime Major League player. Uh, comes from a baseball family. His brother, Brett, was an all-star uh, player. His dad, Bob, was an all-star player and was a manager for many years uh, back in the early 2000s. Uh, His father Rick, was a piano mover. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right? <laughs> That's nice. Groundhog Day reference, you get points. <laughs> I can say things like you get points now because After Midnight's not on TV anymore. At, I should say at midnight. Anyway, Rick, Aww. tell everyone what you said you said to me, which is what my dad also said when finding out the news that Aaron Boone was going to be named the manager of the Yankees. I believe, and you can you know correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe my initial response was, what? <laughs> <laughs> my dad said uh, he hit one fucking home run. Yeah, <laughs> yeah what he, he said. So he hit one home run. <laughs> yeah, he hit one home run, and he's the manager now. Like, um, and, and I can understand the thinking behind that for sure. Um, apparently he interviewed very well. They interviewed several oh. candidates. Um, and he's got, he checks all the boxes the Yankees wanted. He's young. He's got a relationship with the players because of his work as an analyst and having to talk to them all the time. And he's on board with the new advanced statistics and analytics, which is what they wanted. So he checks the boxes. I don't know how he's going to do. But he inherits a team that was almost got to the World Series this year. So he doesn't have a lot to do. It's not like he inherited a 100-loss team. And to be fair, the other candidates they talked to were not exactly blowing anybody's skirt up either. Well, I'm not, we're not going to spend a lot of time. No, so we're, not. we're not. We don't need to. I'm going to say this and let it go. Um, I just don't believe personally, and maybe this is an old school thought from somebody who isn't that old by comparison, especially when you're talking about baseball, where, of course, the mean age of the fan is 84. But <laughs> um, maybe your first head coaching position shouldn't be the New York fucking Yankees. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it shouldn't be in Major League Baseball, period. Maybe to be the most popular team in Major League Baseball in the toughest place to be the manager. Um, yeah, that's kind of it's not easy. What is so how much of an impact will he have on the act? Because he's you say manager, not coach. Well, that's that's what they call the head coach in baseball is the manager. Oh, it is okay. All right, yeah, scratch that then. I I guess he has a very important role then. Yeah, he does in baseball. It's not. It's not, you don't have as big of an impact on the actual game as, say, a football coach does because the football coach is designing, the, there's plays. So you run plays in football, the coach designs plays, and you run those plays. Baseball, there are no real plays, there are alignments right. to, for the defense, but there's not, you know, it's, it's the pitchers still pitch the pitches that they throw, and the hitters have to hit it with a bat. It's not... In um, batting order basically right yeah like, batting order uh where guys play in terms of positions um you have some input on the roster in terms of which players they go get uh but that's it's really it they say a manager is good for what is it rick's like 10 wins a year maybe if the manager's really good 
Um, sure. Like, yeah, honestly, it's something I, like that. I'm it's sorry, not, Tom, I don't care. It's I, not it's a not, huge, it's not a huge, huge impactful thing, but if you do it poorly, yeah. you can have a major detrimental effect. Okay. That much is true. That much okay, is so true. It, you can, the amount of good you can do is marginal, but the amount of bad you can do is substantial. Exactly. Yes. That's okay, to put it succinctly. Enough. Yes. That's a very, so, um, yeah. What is it? Elastic demand or whatever it is. It like, yeah, it or, kind of is. Yeah. It's, it's tough to do. Like you have to make the chemistry thing is the hardest part of it. And that's the biggest part of baseball. Cause the season's so long. Hmm. Yeah. You got to stay up nights and, you know, make sure he's ordering the right room service and shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> alright so, so now we have to get to the obligatory part of the show which is the League of Jerks fantasy football update yeah and, uh, <laughs> man Tom we're, I share the... what Chris you still I there lost this to the coin man all three of us have lost uh, to the yeah. coin the coin's pretty good man I just yeah, need to pick no. like that guy next I don't know, man. Um, <laughs> the coin's not that no. good. Um, but as is as is the the obligation of someone who beats one of us, the coin does get to have his say in terms of smack talk against Chris. Um, unfortunately, Chris, um, you get double barrels because uh, you also got beat the week before by Matt, and Matt gets to have his say. He uh, he elected to send an email which I will read now. Um, so the last, your last two opponents get to get to browbeat you a little bit today. Such is life, man. Such is life. <laughs> so uh, Matt writes, Chris is a great opponent, very worthy, unlike Dad, a.k.a. Rick. While his team <laughs> continues to flounder, especially since he lost to a coin, and this was written the week before Chris lost to the coin, uh, I have nothing I more... <laughs> I have nothing more to say since Rick feels bad enough, although his damn Vikings continue to win, barf. So, hey, Rick, Chris, you got out relatively unscathed there. Wait, that was his whole email? That was it! That's it, basically, like, Chris is a worthy opponent and Rick sucks. That's how, that's how it went. I like Matt. He knows, what he, he knows the game. Matt's really got it in He knows what he's Rick. talking about. He is also a worthy opponent. <laughs> You know, so, you know why he hates me so much? You know, you know why? Does everyone know why? Yeah, because you insulted his draft pick. That's right. <laughs> and I was right, too. <laughs> so, um, that being said, we now have a guest who is not going to let Chris get off so easy. <laughs> and that is the coin. Um, so, the coin, welcome to the show. Oh, hang on, his phone is fucked up here. Hang on. Yeah, phone, that's what it is. Tom. Hey, coin, we Just couldn't like hear you. Can you say that week. again? Yeah. Him. What's up, jerks? Hi, coin, and you have the floor, sir. It's great to be back on the coin show. See, I'm changing the name because I own you fuckers now. I've eaten all three of you shit fuckers this season, which is hilarious because you host a fucking sports show. Some experts you are losing to an inanimate object. Of course, I can't let Chris escape with just some blanket smack talk at all three of you, considering the taste of my ass is still on Rick's breath, and my rash from Tom's body hair only recently cleared up. <laughs> you should be ashamed. You had one job this year, and that was to beat me. 
Granted, you have beaten others, but when it came down to it, you wound up eating mad, with me teabagging you so hard you will be picking metal out of your teeth for months. While I know you are accustomed to sweaty men panting on top of you, <laughs> it's bad form to just roll over and take it like you did when I got my ridges all up in you. Seriously, I now have one more win than you do, and I literally pick my team at random. You know that your terribleness doesn't affect your draft pick next year, right? I know you hear Tom and Rick talk about tanking for the draft all the time, but you don't do that in fantasy football. By the way, you should definitely get a penicillin shot. I have the clap from spending too much time in a two-bit stripper's G-string. You jerk <laughs> the worst. Coin. Out. So the coin's some strong words for all of us there. We should be ashamed. <laughs> I didn't realize the mo machines had emotion. Oh, the, uh... <laughs> he's, he's a pretty angry fucking machine. He is, man. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of... There's it's a lot like, of hidden anger with the coin. Nihilist coin. A lot of, <laughs> a lot of, a lot coin. of pent up frustration with the coin. The coin. <laughs> hey, the coin's very angry. I don't know what to tell you. The coin is clearly got a lot of things that it needs to talk to someone about. <laughs> the coin I'm speaking of specifically well, should look into. You this. can look at it like this. I, I don't think the coin plays any of us now. The rest of the way, unless he meets one of us in the toilet bowl. Um, so the last we hear from him. Yeah, no. The last we hear, the coin clearly <laughs> needs to talk to someone about his anger management issue. At least he came to your level, Chris. He talked about eating mat and things. That's you know. This is he true. tried to get you to relate yeah, to he, it. He the coin Sweaty did that, Chris. Remember, it was the coin who did <laughs> The coin had all of those thoughts in the coin's head that the coin needed to get out. Hey, the coin has a head. It also has a tail. <laughs> <laughs> Which you had to eat a couple of weeks ago, Rick. I did. Yes, yeah, yeah. The coin, Chris. Remember, it's the coin. Uh, so as the standings sit right now, I am in first place. Uh, and I am... Collusion. I'm beating Rick this week, it looks like. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to be very honest. I got my win over you. I got my win over Chris. I got my win over Brett. I'm done. Yeah, I'm but done. you got your <laughs> win over me, but now I'm beating you, so now we'll be even. That's your fine. only hope that's is to have a rematch in the playoffs. No, no, I'm good. One on one is fine. <laughs> this is all fine. <laughs> so uh, I'm in first. Rick, you're, you're, Rick, you're in sixth place out of ten. Uh, Chris, you're in ninth, one spot behind the coin. Uh, that's heading into today, this week's games. We'll see. Uh, I've beat humans. You have beaten humans. You beat me. Beaten humans. You beat me. Your first win was against me. I'm the I'm the uh, the practice girl, as Rick liked to point out. <laughs> <laughs> Both the coin and Chris got their first wins against me. I'm honored to have uh, gently taken your hand and led you into manhood, I suppose, in terms of fantasy football. Um, all right, let's move on to geek stuff, Please. nerd stuff, before we have any more homosexual double entendres. Um, and I guess, all right, have you guys have seen the photo of the Robin from the new Titans show? Have you guys seen it? Yeah. Chris? not chris o'donnell that's yeah that that's is. true it's not chris o'donnell it is brenton thwaites who um was in the most recent pirates of the caribbean movie i guess 
I don't know many of his other much of his other work, but oh, wasn't that one on No One Saw Screens? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, I've I I started the credits and I was like, all right, I'm out. Yeah, I haven't watched one of those <laughs> movies since the second one. I was just like, nah, no, this is not for me anymore. I like the first one a lot, but anyway, um, so we got a photo this week of Robin, um, of course. Titans is coming to uh, no or few screens near you <laughs> because uh, it's going to be part of DC's new streaming service. That's right. <laughs> DC, maker of many, many terrible superhero films, is launching its own streaming service. Um, Titans was supposed to be on TNT, but a couple of months ago they decided not to pick it up. And DC said, eh, we're going ahead anyway. So they're going to have a streaming service. The question is, the fuck is going to be on the DC streaming service? <laughs> is that really the question? Or is the question, does anyone No, because that's the question like, about every standalone streaming service at this point. Valid. <laughs> I want to know what the fuck's going to be on it for the, you know, $5.99 they're going to want to charge per month. Or knowing DC, it's going to be $19.99. Because they make so many good yeah. decisions. Well, how much is the the Disney one? I don't. They haven't announced what Disney's price point is going to be. It's going to have to compete with Netflix. It's going to be and Netflix. The price is, point is going to be Marvel. Yeah, yeah. Marvel and Star Wars, basically. <laughs> or if you're a parent, all the Mickey stuff. Yeah, yeah. that too. So uh, see, you guys are just, so like, Oh, I'm fucked. I'm going to wind up paying for that. Like, there's no question about it. But I mean, like, so would this potentially have just WB properties, or is it just strictly DC? They're calling it DC streaming service, so the, I guess that could mean all the movies based on DC characters if they can get the rights to them. So that means, I guess, the Chris Reeves Superman movies and the the Burton Schumacher Batman's Burton. and uh, all the Nolan films, I guess, and the DC EU movies and the DC animated movies, the ones that have been direct to disc, you know, Blu-ray and whatever. Um, Perhaps uh, the original Supergirl movie. Oh, I'm sure. Ooh. I'm sure because nobody wants that. So with Helen. Oh, maybe we'll finally get the original Justice League. Oh, that oh, failed pilot. Oh, yeah. nobody wants to see that. I kind of want to. No, see you don't. <laughs> I, I paid money for a bootleg yeah. tape of it. You don't want to see it. It doesn't hold up well. It didn't hold up when it first it was made. Then. It's terrible. They turned Guy Gardner into a computer expert. Did it really? Oh, yeah. He did have the haircut for it. Oh, my. It was, it was horrible. Like, David Ogden Stiers, like the fat guy from MASH, was the Martian Manhunter. <laughs> that's, that's all you need to know. <laughs> really, it's all you need to know. Was it a Roger Corman movie? No, it was a pilot for a CBS television show. The Roger Corman movie was um, Fantastic uh, Four. Fantastic Four. That's right. Yeah. Oh. Which I've also heard is terrible. But they came I've out around the same time. Glimpses of it. Yeah. I've not had the. Well, okay. All right, everybody. Let's let's hang on a second before we continue on with the what I'm going to put on this godforsaken network that will fail in most assuredly in a <laughs> Justice League minute. Um. <clears throat> Don't we also just want to comment on the fact that this Robin costume looks cool as shit? Oh, it does. Look, he looks oh, yeah, like Robin. Looks great. And he's playing Dick Grayson. 
but it's the Tim Drake outfit. It looks like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you Which know, is fine. Nobody wants and, uh, to see pixie boots. Don't worry. Yeah, exactly. Nobody wants to see Robin running around in peach tights and briefs. It's not happening. Well, and, 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 I shouldn't say no one. I'm sure. I'm sure. Like Kevin Spacey might, but oh. beyond that, way more conjecture. Um, <laughs> I also would like to point out that a generation of pikes have grown up with only one version of. Her- and that is the Teen Titans slash Teen Titans Go Robin. Right, Who true. looks very much like this character. Yes, correct. That is a good point, Rick. Um, but there are also there's also some speculation now that uh, there's a, a female character who is, uh, I can't remember her name, but she was Dick Grayson's partner when he was part of the Bloodhaven Police Department. And uh, she's in the show. So there's some speculation that maybe by the end of the pilot or at some point, Dick is going to become Nightwing. Um, is this so? Do you think that that would be if it were? This will be the introduction of mainstream to what Nightwing is because yeah, because we have. I mean, there's supposed to be a Nightwing movie that they're casting right now, but that'd right. be the first time people would see him in live action. Would be on this show if he appears. No, there. I think Nightwing. I think Nightwing actually shows up in Birds of Prey. The ill faded. Did he really? TV I didn't know show. this. Yeah, I. I I feel like that. Maybe I'm wrong, but th- it doesn't matter because nobody wants to pray anyway. Batman was technically in that show too. So yeah, the ba- his back. That's true. I mean, in the sperm more, right? Like, well, that did. Yeah, <laughs> he created Huntress. But like, but do people? So when, if you were to ask like anybody, what, who, who is Robin? Right? People are more often not going to say. Dick Grayson. Oh, absolutely. Still to this right, day, like the mainstream people, yeah. Mainstream. Yeah. So is this is this DC's way of introducing him as he's moved on, he's he's right. graduated. If I think you're right. I think that's part maybe of bring in Tim, which is my favorite Robin. I don't I don't know that that's the case because I it seems pretty clear this is based on like the new Teen Titans from the 80s, like when they first appeared, but they're not calling it Teen Titans because a the cartoon and B, these are adults to yeah, an extent. Probably going to be some more mature themed things. Exactly. Yeah. You, you're talking about banging, right? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and they can't call it Teen Titans that way. Right. And in fact, right now in comics, there's not, there's Titans and Teen Titans. Right. right. The Titans are the, the adults. Sort of Justice League light, and the Teen Titans are are run by Robin. Right, they? they're all the sidekicks, right? Right. It's like and and well, some I think Starfire and and um, Beast Boy somehow stick around to be like mentors. mentors. Yeah. So maybe they're trying to get rid of this cross, you know, a little bit more transmedia ness, better marketing, if you want to call it that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, and this will be pe- most people's first introduction to a lot of these characters. Um, all right, so we got a little bit more DC news. Uh, I don't know that any of us is going to actually see this Titan show. First of all, because I can't see <laughs> any of us paying for this DC service. Although Chris will probably find a way to bootleg it. Although you know, I I might. You might really? I might. I mean, like I've got I pay for Netflix. You know. I mean... Yeah, it's, yeah. Look at, look at him. so he's, do he's, I. He's I don't... Dad, he's turned over a whole new leaf. 
you know, yeah, I, I got to be a good example, right? Right, like, right. <laughs> oh, so the other bit of DC news, Margot Robbie says there is uh, another Harley Quinn movie being developed now. Thank God. Thank God for that, Tom. So that uh, when I think by my when I count think about all the trouble that DC is having right now with their cinematic universe, mm-hmm. I'm certain the way to fix all of that is more Harley Quinn and Joker. We we just well, just shoot the moon, guys. That's what's Go funny about this is that the Harley Quinn and Joker movie is in development. Suicide Squad two, which will likely have Harley Quinn, is in development. This one, Margot Robbie says, is another one entirely that has Harley Quinn, not Joker, just her, as the main character. And she uh, has expressed her interest in also bringing in some other female uh, hero-villain types, like a Gotham City Sirens-type project. Okay, that's cool. Like, the only thing I got is Catwoman and Poison Ivy? I guess, yeah. She wasn't specific. They're frequently together. Well, I know there's a certain segment of the population that would pay to see uh, Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy and Uma Thurman. Yeah, (laughs) well, probably not Uma Thurman. (laughs) You're ruining my fantasy. (laughs) (laughs) Rick just went soft. It's not good. (laughs) Rick, Rick, just put the Punisher on. Just put the Punisher on. You'll be fine. It's over, man. Gotta so, go watch the Punisher eight times now. So that's the real question, I guess, is do we need do we need that much more Harley Quinn? Like three fucking movies? The term need. Like, yeah. No, we don't need it, but you know Are you the, saying this is the shit we deserve? It's not what we need, but it's what we deserve. Well, the, the, this is in epically poor taste, but I'm gonna say it anyway, because what else do I have to do? You know, it's the Kobe Bryant technique. <laughs> oh, 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 man. You really went there. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> it's happening. It's, a family it's guy happening joke, whether so we want it to or it. not. Is that what you're saying? What's that? It's happening whether we want it to or not. I think I think that's how it's going down. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't I don't want this to happen, but I don't know any way to stop it from happening. That is true. That is very Do true. Do you care? Do you want a Harley Quinn movie? I mean, uh, you know what? I don't. I'll probably end up seeing it. <laughs> it's you're the worst. Because it's happening. You're the, why, you're the reason it, why these That's what's happening. happening whether I want it to or not, is I'm going. <laughs> like, I'm going to wind up being there. Because if nothing else, one of us has to talk about it on this show. So I'm usually the one well, that falls it, on the grenade. You know, there is discussion of uh, a Harley Quinn animated something or other. Well, or maybe it's, a, it's coming. Oh, there's God, an animated movie of Batman and Harley Quinn animated. No, 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 no. This is something else entirely that takes oh. it's just Harley. Like Joker isn't even a part of it. Really? Maybe it's this. Maybe I, I, I only glanced at it. It could have been this story. I don't know. But I, I love Harley Quinn. Like I love Deadpool. When right. nobody knew about Deadpool, I was a huge Deadpool fan. Um, much less <laughs> <laughs> because it's popular because I don't because you don't like it's... people in your sandbox yeah but there's only certain characters I really feel that way about yeah, like honestly Deadshot Deadpool Punisher yeah Harley yeah. 
Punisher's never not been popular, though. That's true. Not in our lifetimes. Like, yeah, it's, that's been popular since he came into play, right? Like, he was one of the original anti-heroes. Yeah, yeah. It's true. He even has a very small cameo in the X-Men animated series as that's the right. cover of a video. That's right, he does. Oh, and he's right. in the, yeah. um, the Spider-Man animated series, too. Well, that yeah, makes sense. Was... That, that only makes sense, really. Because he made his first appearance in yeah, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, obviously. So, yeah, I mean, I, hey, Harley Quinn, the end. Like, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We may I... get none of these. So, with DC being the way it is now, Rick's prophecy may come to fruition, which is none of these are coming. Or Disney is looking few. to buy Marvel. Or Disney is Disney looking, is to, looking buy, to buy uh, Fox. Fox. Yes. Yeah. Which means yeah. we get to see uh, Wolverine and Cyclops with with the Fantastic Four and Spider Man and the Avengers. Shared shared universe, you might say. Yeah. Or yeah. Or this would just be universe, right? It'd just like, be universe <laughs> because if they own Fox, the only thing they would then have to share is Spider Man with Sony. Yeah, so they're beyond that. They would have Fantastic Four. They'd have X Men. Uh, it could be that could be a pretty big deal. But it's I just want to see Amalgam Comics the movie. That is not happening ever. I didn't say it was. I'm just telling you what I wanted to see. You want to see it? Go to YouTube. There's probably some fucking fan trailer for it. Which wow, this guy. This guy so mad at people. Amalgam God, you... Comics. Go, go and have your fanboy wet dream. So fun though. DC on, versus yeah. Marvel movie. Well, we should probably talk about the closest thing I'm going to Amalgam Comics, a gigantic war movie featuring things. Oh yeah, we talk about it. All right, please, so please. Okay. did you guys see the Infinity War trailer? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It set a record for the most viewed trailer. Like it's like almost a quarter of a billion views on YouTube. Set a record for the erection in my pants. Yeah. (laughs) Did you have to go to the ER, Rick? No, I couldn't tell him about it a second. They had to. That's enough. Used your own needle to drain it this time, or (laughs) go home and deal with that. (laughs) Go to the vet clinic and have them do it. (laughs) <laughs> well, you know, uh, I made sure to marry my wife for a reason. <laughs> oh, man. So, all right. So what did you guys think beyond Rick getting super hard? Chris? <laughs> uh, it was good. It was, it's, anymore, I, I think I'm kind of with Rick on this, just the idea of, like, Marvel just knows what they're doing, and they're, it's fun, and it's going to be entertaining. You know, it may not be... As deep as like a Winter Soldier or Civil War was, but it's it's going to be entertaining. And Thanos looks stupid without his crown. Agree on that one. I definitely agree on that. And uh, he changed color quite a bit. It looks like he's well, you know, he's going through some light. He's very he's very pink. Is he have that Michael Jackson skin disease? Maybe I don't know. Yikes! Um, What do you think, Tom? What do I think? The trailer looked really cool, but and the movie I'm sure is going to be good. Comes out in what May? Um, uh, beyond that, it, like uh, what it else is very there to well say? May Tom. Very, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. and what what else beyond that can we say except that a whole lot of people watched it? It owned 
I'm way more excited about that than I was about Justice League at any point, which is just makes 12-year-old me cry inside. <laughs> um, I mean, I swear, if, if I had go back and told my 10- or 12-year-old self that I'd be more amped for a Marvel movie than a Superman movie, that poor kid, man, I don't know what he'd do. <laughs> <laughs> it sucks because, like Chris sort of said, like I've said before, that Marvel just gets, the like Disney Marvel just gets what they're supposed to do. Like these movies are designed to, you know, be fun and ridiculous and everybody just shut up and watch the goddamn. But see, they also do the heart, the heavy stuff well. Like Winter Soldier was, that had some things to say about society. That was a Very, heavy movie. Yeah. Like national security. Like they were able to, they were, they're able to do that when they want to, which is even more maddening. It's true. I loved it. I thought the trailer was awesome. I thought it it's a great tone. It also made me want to go see Thor Ragnarok, which I know I haven't done. Yeah, sorry. you should. You of all people would love that. It's it was really good. Yeah. I don't what else are we supposed to say? No, I don't know. that's it. Um and all right, so one last little tidbit and it's it goes back to a young me crying somewhere and that is uh they we've been known for a while that they're going to try and do another Masters of the Universe movie, a reboot, so to speak. At first, it was going to be John Woo uh, directing it, and then whoa, yeah, That's then uh, McG was attached at one point, and uh, we've had there's been scripts written and all kinds of things, um, and now it looks like David S. Goyer is going to direct Masters <laughs> of the Universe. Your favorite, Tom, your uh, buddy. David S. Goyer, as a director, David S. Goyer directed Blade Trinity, um, and there are several other very bad movies. Uh, here, let me let me find it quickly because it's it bears mentioning Blade Trinity, The Unborn, and several episodes of the Stars series Da Vinci's Demons. <laughs> yeah, as a director, now as a writer, he's known more for his writing. He's a writer, co-writer of the Nolan Batman films and a writer of Man of Steel, co-writer of uh, Batman versus Superman, um, rapist of all of my childhood loves and ambitions. <laughs> wow. Although he wrote, uh, did write the JLA, JSA, Virtue and Vice. Well, though. he co-wrote that with Jeff Johns. Uh, that's a good point. And uh, he co-wrote like they co-wrote their their that really good arc that rebooted the JSA together as well. Um, but I, as my, I begrudgingly give Jeff Johns a lot of credit for that, and not so much David oh, Goyer. That must have been very difficult. Look, no, look. At now. that point, I liked Jeff Johns. He went off the rails later on because <laughs> he started. Uh, I, I'll say it: sucking his own dick figuratively. Now, that term has really gotten a lot of play in the last few months. Yeah, yeah, that's why I used it. Um, but anyway, seriously, fuck David S. Goyer and the fact that he's now going to do He-Man as he uh, wrecked Superman. Who, I mean, like, makes me angry. Direct? Like, like, who do you need to get? Somebody who's done sort of kind of a fantasy, right. sword and yeah. sandal type. Yeah. You know, like, who do you think would do, do, do good Ooh, at that? Ridley Scott. No, okay. No, fair enough. So yeah, I think Ridley Scott should do would be a cool do a cool version of He Man. Uh he'll never do it ever <laughs> in a million years. <laughs> Although 
Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. I, I know, I know how you do it. I know how you do it. How? I know. You got to get, uh, you got to get his boy, uh, Tom in there. Um, and, uh, since apparently taboo is a complete bust, they got to figure out another way to spend $250 million for nothing. Wait, what's taboo? Taboo with, uh, it's Ridley Scott and, um, um, uh, God, I can't think of his last name. Tom, um, Hardy. There we Tom go. Tom Hardy? Yeah. Oh, they never get, heard of this. Tom Hardy would be a great Adam, wouldn't he? He's a little too old. Adam is supposed and to be kind of young. I thought you were going to stop at little. Is Tom he's Hardy a little short? Too little. Yeah, he's oh, technically I not didn't, that tall. I didn't know that. Yeah, he just looks big because he was Bane. <laughs> yeah, he, he did some steroids. Did some lifts. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think I, I would see a Ridley Scott version. I would see a uh, God. I hate to say it, but Zack Snyder would make a good He Man. Well, yeah. I mean, when it's as long 300. as there's no story. <laughs> yeah. Well, it means He Man. Have you ever watched the old He Man cartoons now as an adult? No, I try. I, I watched. It's incredibly one thin on the story. Yeah. Well, I watched one episode of Thundercats as an adult, and then I realized I could never go back. Yeah. It's like that. Uh, yeah, it's like that Stephen King story, The Langoliers. You can never go back. <laughs> you can never go back. Yeah, it's difficult. It's hard to watch uh, things like He Man and GI Joe and Thundercats uh, that you loved as a child and watch them now as a grown up. They tried because of that. Like they tried uh, well, with I'll that. Never... Was it the directed the new Thundercats and they tried with yeah. the new He Man on Cartoon Network ten fifteen years ago, which was not bad. They tried to fill in some of the story gaps. Uh, from the old show, but it's still, it just wasn't the same. That's why I'll never watch Silverhawks ever again. Those memories will stay with oh, me. Oh, God. I I've tried watching that, that too. Silverhawks. Silverhawks. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know we were going to get some sort of musical uncompanied. Yeah, dude, that show. Oh, the figures, they were all shiny and stuff. Oh, what a cool show. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, um, all right, so I guess it's time we'll, we'll head into the uh, the yet-to-be-named third segment of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Call it the random-ass housekeeping segment. I don't know. Things that we must finish. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't look me in the eye, I must finish. <laughs> or look me in the eye, I must finish. Yeah, I guess depending on whatever floats your boat. <laughs> All right, so Rick, I will ask you the question, sir, and that is, what's pissing you off? Oh my God, Tom, do I have to say one thing? Um, oh, I'll take a litany of things. I don't care. A li- okay, a litany. Um, I'll tell you what. I I have to. Uh, I occasionally I have to get the venom out. <laughs> wait, wait, we're talking about things in the world rick i don't need to know about what you do when you watch punisher thank you but i i i can only stand for so much before i just start slamming my head into my desk um what's pissing me off this week is the notion that we have elected officials that listen to their constituents <laughs> i knew it i knew this was coming I just, I, I really don't like to use this particular uh, vessel as a soapbox. I know that we both have in the past, and we desperately try to avoid it as much as possible. But it's also both of our artistic outlets. 
and occasionally sometimes we have to use it for its unintended purposes is that is that accurate are you okay with that yeah i would say there are times when things are so glaring they must be addressed so i'm not going to get into the minutia of anything because i don't really want to go that deep i'm going to leave it at this we elect certain people to represent us. We are a, uh, help me out here, a, a representative democracy. Is yeah, that... that's good. Democratic yeah. Republic, both both are true. Okay. Which means that whether or not you vote red or blue, because evidently those are the only two choices, whether, whether it is time. or it isn't, that's <laughs> just how it is, you are supposed to be represented by those people. In other words, the, the hundred people that are in the Senate uh, 50 and 50 or whatever, they represent each state. Two, 52, two per state is... 52 and 48. Yeah. So whether or not you voted for them or whether or not you abide by their beliefs, if you call them uh, or ring them or go to their office or send them a goddamn carrier pigeon enough, theoretically, your voice is supposed to be heard. Is that not how this is supposed to work? Generally, yes. I mean, they're technically like their job is to listen to their constituents because that's who they represent. They're voting on behalf of their constituents. So if their constituents tell them something, they should take that into account. It should at least come into play, right? Of course. I mean, you have to look. Of course, it's, you know, they have one vote. And they represent an entire state, so they've got to weigh, you know, what the majority wants based on what their constituents tell them. That's why we have polls, <laughs> right? So, the the net neutrality is about to be gutted, and we just uh, had a tax, if you want to call it that, a bill. We'll just call it a bill. We just had a bill pass that was polling at twenty nine percent approval, which means that. 70% of the country said, don't pass that. That's bad. We don't like it. We, we don't want that. That's not what we want. 70%. To give you an idea for those who are playing at home, the president who has been polling at the lowest numbers conceivable for a president in his position for a long time is actually doing better than this tax bill. <laughs> I think so, that says it all right there. Really? It really does. So, so... I don't much care about the politics of the situation. I do, but I'm not going to get into it. What's pissing me off is that's not possible. If something is, is rejected by 70% of the country, then it shouldn't be able to pass our representatives with more than 30 votes, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if they're truly... Representing the will of the people, yes. Right. So, so that that portion of what we're supposed to have as a democracy is what's pissing me off. Is that <laughs> if seventy percent of our country should equate, should emphasis on should equate to seventy of those one hundred men and women who were elected to represent us in the Senate, but it doesn't. Because it's it, it it never was going to. No matter, like, I'm on Twitter. You know this, Tom. I'm on our Twitter all the time. I'm on my Twitter. I'm on your twi uh, our Twitter, pardon me. I'm always on Twitter. And what I see on Twitter, especially from our feeds, are people like Greg Rucka and Greg Pak and Gail Simone 
and the, uh, the list goes on and on and on about uh, celebrities that we follow, maybe smaller celebrities, but people that we consider celebrity, I would, I would venture. And they're saying, call your reps, call your reps. I've got Camilla Harris telling me to call other senators and other House of Representative members. I've got all these people telling me, call, 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 email, send, send messages, send carrier pigeon. God, do whatever you can. Tell them, tell these people. Did it matter, Tom? Well, no. It did, did not. <laughs> did not. No, it did not. Because they voted the way they wanted to vote anyway, which is right. they needed a political victory. And there are there's a school of thought that we choose a person based on their ideology and how closely it hews toward our own, and then we trust them to decide what is right and not right which is slightly different from the initial theory, I think, of all of this, which is what we talked about earlier, where they're supposed to just do what their constituents tell them to do. Right. But we're not talking about a piece of legislation that was polling at like 50% or well, 65%. Well, no, but it doesn't matter. That's the thing. It, if, if, you, if you subscribe to the latter school of thought that I just outlined, it doesn't matter. What the, what the polls say... You're allowed to then it, it's a, it's an easy out to ignore the so-called will of the people because well they put me here to stick to my beliefs. I told them what I believe and they put me here, so I'm going to do what I believe is right and it's not listen to them. <laughs> that is the part that's pissing me off. Right, and I I I understand. Like I said, it's just it's a school of thought. It's a school of thought that again is a cop out so that they can say, "Oh, polls don't matter." You yeah, know, there are a lot of yeah. there are a lot of people in elected office at very high levels of government who don't understand how sampling and statistics and polling really work, and so they're like, "Well, that's just those you know thousand people that believe that way." So a thousand people in the poll, and the polls aren't you know they didn't poll everybody. <laughs> no, they didn't. You're right. You're right. We're- we idiots don't know what we want. Well, and, but, you know, then they point to the presidential election of 2016. Like, oh, the polls all had it different. That's not what... I, I, but that's not what's pissing me off. I well, don't care it's, about it's that. Part, it's part of the whole thing. It's part of... It's it's the... I'm going to stick my head in the sand, not listen to what anyone has to say except me and my donors and my bibble and... I'm going to vote that way. But yeah, that I just, we've been, we've been hinting at at it all day on our show. And, and it's just, it's that part of it. It's that specific part of it. That's been pissing me off. Not that it passed because I kind of figured it was going to anyway. But when I found out the damn tax bill was polling at less than 30%, my initial thought was, oh, well, it's a terrible piece of legislation that obviously can't pass. Because I stupidly figured <laughs> that they would listen to the country. Nah. So, no. Nah. Yeah. Not so much. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yes, Rick. What's pissing you off? Birthday month, people. <laughs>
So you're you're gonna you're gonna stick in the uh, in the in the traditional what's pissing us off. Yeah, thing. I'm gonna I'm because it's just it's it's sticking in my craw a little bit, and I I I don't know for all I know I've done this one before, but you get one day. <laughs> it's called a birthday. It's not a birthday month. In fact, that makes no sense. Say it out loud. Birthday month? No, birth month. That's at least grammatically correct. You don't get a whole month of presents and attention and showered with things. You get one day. Think about when you were a little kid, okay? Little kids especially really care about their birthdays, right? Because a lot of little kids, it's about the presents or the cake or whatever. But Maybe the attention, sure. So, yeah, sometimes, sure. yeah, sometimes for some kids, sure. Um, but you, your parents only let you have the one day. Usually you had, you had one party, whether it was on your actual birthday or somewhere close to it, you had your party and that was pretty much it. That was it. You got the day to be a brat and not get yelled at for it and, you know, get your presents and your friends all come and whatever, but you only get a day. And then as, as, and it's, I see it with our generation, sadly, and those behind us as well. You don't see it much with like the generations ahead of us or yeah, ahead of us. Um, it's like now it's no, no, I want, I want people to celebrate me the whole month. I'll take gifts the whole month. I'll take lunches out. Take me out to lunch all month. I was born in three weeks. So from now until three weeks from now, we all must celebrate me and pay attention to me and treat me as if I am the king or queen or what have you. And but, it's, but just, Tom, it's fucking stupid. Tom. It's fucking, it's childish and stupid. Well, well, hang on, hang on, hang on now. What if it's practical? How is this, how is it practical? Let me, let me explain. Let me oh, explain. Oh, Lord. Okay. I, what I can't if, wait to hear this. No, what if, what if the, you're trying to, you have lots of friends, which I know you don't, but imagine oh, if someone thanks. does. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and they want to take you out for your birthday. Uh-huh. But you have so many friends that you can't just go one day. You would have to go more than one day. So instead of trying to coordinate 18 people all trying to take you out for, you know, your sushi lunch or something, you just do it in your birthday month. Oh, you know, wh- whenever, sometime this month, it'll be you take me out for my birthday because a friend wanted to do that for you. Is that so terrible? That is not so terrible, but that is someone else offering to do that for you. That is not necessarily yeah. what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the people who step forth and broadcast, this is my birthday month. Everyone can do things for me all month long. I'm celebrating all month. I'm drinking champagne every night because it's my birthday month. That's what I'm talking about. It's more the solicitation of attention, which if I had to underscore a theme of every what's pissing me (laughs) off that I've ever done, it is people soliciting attention. Uh, and it just, oh my God, it rubs me the wrong way. Like a blacksmith who is now a masseur. It just, it's, it's just. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Thank you, 1930s guy. I yeah. appreciate that. <laughs> it's time for a nose whale. <laughs> Dateline, New York. Babe Ruth hits his 60th home run of the year. When asked why he makes more money than the president of the United States. The Bambino said, 
Well, I had a better year than he did. Anyway. <laughs> Any other 1940s, <laughs> 1930s colloquialisms you want to draw, drown in us? What? We still have both blacksmiths and masseurs, okay? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and people constantly refer to one and then the other. That happens almost every six to I don't eight know. years, I'm sure. I don't know. We have several bearded friends who make who are artisans that probably got that reference. So <laughs> <laughs> Well well Tom, I won't dissuade you your anger because I understand. You under- I, I, mean, I know. Uh- Okay, do you at least, I mean, you are you are a noted seeker of attention at times, more so in the past. In the past, I more. A, I haven't a clue as to what you're going uh, to answer. So, so where, are you, where do you sit on this? Um, I'll tell you honestly. The only time I'd ever heard anyone, the first time, I guess, refer to a birthday month was when I was running um, the comic book store at the Seminole Town Center uh, Mall. You remember that? Yes. So the guy who I was running the store for was out on uh, neck surgery. So I had to run the store. They they installed me. I was the uh, the 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 guy to run the place while the guy was unavailable. And when I was installed as the new store manager there, um, they told me, "Hey, you know this other dude. There's kind of a cult of personality that follows him around. So when he gets back, you might you know find some weird stuff happening. But it is what it is." So when he got back, the first thing he started talking about was he can't wait to find out all the things he's going to be getting for his birthday month. And that immediately made me realize I needed to get the hell out of that store. Exactly. So, yeah, I get it. I understand what you're talking about. I know that there are circumstances that need to be addressed, which is why I mentioned that it could be that they're just trying to be helpful. But I I, I knew all along what you were talking about. and. It, it does. It does get the dander up. That is true. That is true. <laughs> Very well, sir. Very but well. This leads me to a question, though, Tom. Yes, sir. What did you learn this week? I learned that pressure from one's parents can be a very, very powerful thing. Oh, Jesus Christ. Really? Yes. Really, 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 and I'm talking about I'm talking about Scott Frost leaving UCF. That's oh. what I'm talking about. Oh, and how his dad is a former Nebraska player, and he's getting older, and he wanted to see his kid coach the Huskers. Oh. And that was why our coach made a teary-eyed farewell and went home to Nebraska. For an extra three million dollars a year. Hey, yeah, but it wasn't about the money because he would have gotten even more from Florida, and he told them to stick it which I applaud him for. He'll always have a special place in my heart for telling Florida to stick it. Um, but no, in fact, I've read now that as late as Saturday morning, he was considering calling the Nebraska AD and saying he'd changed his mind. Um, clearly, he was conflicted about the whole thing, and when it came down to it, it was his dad wanting him to coach the Huskers that seemed to have sealed the deal for him. So and it's it's a powerful, powerful thing in for anybody and in in almost any stage of life, it can be a very powerful thing. Rick, what did you learn this week? Um, 
I learned that when someone is a relatively good person without any major uh, character flaws or things that you would consider character flaws, mm-hmm. the entire world will bend over backwards to apologize for that person screwing over a whole group of people. Hmm. You have my interest. Yeah. Speaking entirely about Scott Frost leaving the UCF wow, to go to really? Nebraska. <laughs> really? Wow. Scott Frost, from all intents and purposes, <laughs> appears to be just a fantastic human being. Like, honestly, he, he just seems like a great guy. Seems um, like it. Yeah. Seems, seems, seems like, like a, just a genuine person. Genuine, honest to God human being who was very proclaimed and, and saddened to have to tell UCF, go F yourselves. I'm going home to coach football at a big Power Five conference Come because on. my daddy asked me to do it. Oh, so, Lord. Listen. I think he's a great guy. I do. I really do. I, given the situation that he's in, probably would make the same call. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that if I was offered a dream job, I wouldn't take it. I've already done it. <laughs> and I did tell the, another company to go stick it when I did it. It's a great feeling. But I left a store behind in shambles because I just pulled up stakes and ran away. And that store failed because I wasn't there to give a proper transition period. I literally turned in my resignation and started job the next, uh, my job the next day. Um, that's what Scott Frost did. He's yeah, a good guy. But you're, you're talking about, I mean, there's retail and there's college athletics. He's a good guy. He's a good person. And almost everyone in this city to the T is saying the same five things. Good dude. He did what anyone else would do. And I, I understand. I don't understand. I personally, Rick Sussman, I don't understand. He could have done this differently. He, I, I, there's um, a couple of guys on the radio uh, here in Orlando, some local uh, sports guys. He, they laid out a really good point. He could have done this in the offseason. He's not going to what Nebraska right in, after the bowl game. After, after the bowl game. You can't this year. Because the college football early recruiting deadline is this is the first year for that. Uh, no, 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 no. And that's the 20th. Stop it. Stop, 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 stop. He's not going to get five-star athletes to go to Nebraska this year. It's just not. It's just not going to happen. Like in uh, next year. He, it's, it's apparent he's already trying to poach some four- and five-star recruits from places that still don't have coaches, like Tennessee and Arkansas and Oregon. My point being is that he could have waited one month and not screwed over UCF the quite school significantly. Wasn't wait a month. Nebraska wasn't going to wait a month. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were. No, they weren't. They fine, weren't fine. because of recruiting. He could have waited on the announcement for a month. Well, yeah, but I mean, they could or, have waited on the or, announcement for another three hours, but some asshole leaked it, which is what okay. happens. How about the last thing then? The last or. And again, we're giving Scott Frost all of this credit. The last okay. or. Okay. He could have accepted the job and not left until after the bowl game. Yeah, but he's got to he go gone. start. He's gone. He's out. He's, he's, yeah. he's, he's done. And he took all his assistants with him. <laughs> yeah. Left UCF with a skeleton crew. Well, and the I hope mean, that Josh Heupel can figure it out all, in three weeks. They're all coming back. I mean, they're all, you know, coming back in a couple days to coach the bowl game, apparently, the assistants at least. Uh, right. You know, but he's got to go start recruiting. Like, uh-huh. it's, yeah. Yeah. And buy I'm a house saying. and all that stuff. I'm just saying. 
He wasn't such a nice guy. College football does not allow for for coaches to have a, an off period to go make these changes. It if always this was Nick ends Saban, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't be saying these things. All right, no, no, no. It, That's not you even. You don't care that because it always happens. Coaches, plenty of coaches. I hate Jimbo Fisher. Split left his team high and dry. That's kind of crappy too. Yeah. Like you're not but, making any apologies for him, are you? I am, because that's the way it is. That is the way college football is. It just it, it's sad. It's it's unfortunate, but that is the way it is. Once you accept another job, they want you to start right away with recruiting, and the school that you were at doesn't really want you around. It's a strange, strange thing, and and it's gonna be really weird if he does what he says he's gonna do and comes back to coach the bowl game, which I sincerely doubt is going to happen. And Josh Heupel, who's now the head coach at UCF, is watching the game from the luxury box with the AD, watching somebody else coach what's now his team. There's no way Heupel's going to coach the game, but it's going to be really weird to see Nebraska's coach walking the sidelines wearing UCF stuff, calling plays. I I sincerely doubt that's going to happen. All I'm saying is that's what I learned, that when you're a nice enough person, People will make excuses for you until the cows come home. <laughs> okay, fair enough, sir. If uh, if people want to disagree with one or both of us, how can they do that? <laughs> they can find one or both of us on the internet. Specifically, you can go to the Twitterverse and <laughs> have an interesting take on who you might be voting for. You can talk to us about things like that <laughs> or just sports. Um, at those two jerks. Please make sure you spell out T-W-O. Um, or you could join our Facebook group, which is quickly being overrun Facebook in general by the greatest generation. Um, what, is... <laughs> what? Facebook's getting old, man. Facebook's getting old. <laughs> okay, fair. <laughs> Facebook's getting old. But how do they find our Facebook page, Tom? It is facebook.com slash those two jerks. Make sure to click the like button so that you get all of the news that we post and the latest updates when, uh, as soon as we release a new episode. Um, and if you haven't subscribed to the show on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you get podcasts, do that. And then you're guaranteed to just get the newest show as soon as it comes out before we even have time to get it up on social media. You'll already have it. You can also email us if you want to do it to contact us in that way. That's those two jerks at gmail.com. And if you really, and you can, really you can email, be, you can email more than just hate about me. That's that's acceptable. <laughs> yeah, it seems to be a lot of what we get lately. One guy <laughs> who just really doesn't like you. <laughs> yeah, well, didn't make bad choices. Yeah, what are you gonna do? You know, yeah. any reaction's yeah. a good reaction, isn't that what Andy Kaufman said? <laughs> <laughs> Bella Lugosi in the at the twilight of his life. Yeah. Any any pub is good pub, Eddie. <laughs> if you really, really want to be part of the show, you can leave us a voicemail. Call 321-76-JERKS. Tell us about whatever's on your mind. Something bugging you? Some Something we talked about on the show that you want to weigh in on? Uh, something we didn't talk about on the show that you think we should have? I don't know. Call us. Leave a message. Uh, we'll very likely play it on the show. Especially if you hate on Rick. Yeah, it's good, Tom. It's good. <laughs> so, for the Sussman, Rick Sussman, and the Vutastic Chris Vu, I am the Tom Alexander. And until 
Rick forgives the vagaries of college football in the coaching carousel. <laughs> we will remain those two jerks. See you next time.